Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Psychope Self-Help Podcast, a space for women where psychology illuminates paths to healing hope and personal growth. I'm Dr. Jennifer McManus, a clinical psychologist, and I'll be your host. Each episode, we'll explore a different way to use psychology to enhance emotional wellness. Hope you enjoy the show. Well, hello. Welcome to episode 16. It's my most heartfelt wish that everyone out there has been enjoying the holiday season. And if you did encounter some stress during this busy time of year, and then I hope some of the holiday stress relief tips we've been exploring here on the podcast were helpful to you. So today we're going to turn our attention to the new year and new year's resolutions. I'll be offering some strategies for positioning yourself for success when setting your New Year's resolutions. While the theme for today's episode is New Year's resolutions, these approaches really can be applied to personal goals any time of the year. Also, this episode is just about the part where we set our New Year's resolutions, and the whole next episode will be dedicated to tips for helping us achieve them. Before getting into the details of these strategies, though, I want to clarify something. There's nothing that says we must set New Year's resolutions. While some people do consider the changing of the year as a fitting time for fresh starts, not everyone feels inspired to start a new goal in the middle of winter, or just because the Gregorian calendar switched to a new year. Some people may actually feel more inspired to get serious about life changes in the spring when the weather is a bit more enjoyable for most. While I personally do make New Year's resolutions, I know that I do much better with the energy of the fall when it comes to making progress on my goals. This might have something to do with all the years I've spent in school with the fall representing a time of returning to routine and structure. So if the new year is not the time of year when you feel motivated to work on personal goals, that is quite all right. You can simply come back to these approaches at a time that is more congruent with you for committing to change. Now, for those of you who do like to make New Year's resolutions, we may find that we start each year with the best of intentions. Perhaps we've decided that this is the year we're going to take off those extra pounds, start eating better, and regularly show up at the gym. We hit the ground running towards our desired healthier lifestyle on January 1st, okay, maybe the second or the third day of the new year. But even though we do get started, at some point in January, February, if we're lucky, we often lose our momentum and return to our old habits. Unfortunately, when we start straying from our New Year's resolutions, we often give up on them altogether. We not only stop making progress towards our goals, but we may also feel disappointed in ourselves for not completing what we set out to achieve in the first place. I know a lot of people have this experience with weight loss resolutions, but this dynamic can be at play with any type of New Year's resolution. Some people are so fed up with the typical New Year's resolution cycle that they stop making goals for the New Year altogether. Why even bother, right? Many times, though, the main reason that the New Year's resolutions are abandoned is because the resolution itself was too lofty or too vague right from the start. When we set resolutions at an excessively high level, we may feel defeated very early on our journey of change and give up on our goals prematurely. Similarly, when a New Year's resolution lacks clarity, 
we have difficulty tracking our progress and may sell ourselves short. Either way, we can feel disappointed about what appears to be a lack of progress and success and completely give up on our New Year's resolutions. What began as the best intentions for positive change ends with us back where we started and maybe even feeling worse. Both of these problems, too lofty or too vague of resolutions, can be addressed at the New Year's resolution setting phase. When we give careful consideration to our New Year's resolutions at the time when we're making them, we can set clear and reasonable goals for the coming year. When we're precise with what we want to change, we can better track progress. When we set reasonable goals, we can feel a sense of accomplishment that encourages us to proceed forward with those steps towards our desired change. Setting New Year's resolutions can be a meaningful tradition. They represent a commitment to becoming better versions of ourselves. Change in general, and certainly self-improvement, is hard though. We can prime ourselves for success with the changes we desire to make by giving careful consideration to our goals. While it's true many of us have had mixed to little success with achieving New Year's resolutions in years past, that does not have to be the outcome this year. Setting achievable goals that bring you closer to your ideal self is entirely possible. So let's dive into these next steps that can set you up for success with your New Year's resolutions this year. It all begins with the right mindset. When deciding how we're going to become better versions of ourselves in the coming year, it's essential to be in the right frame of mind. A mindfulness meditation with a focus on grounding may be helpful here. If meditation is not your cup of tea, consider engaging in a preferred self-care activity prior to setting your resolutions. For example, taking a bubble bath or lighting a candle can help us set the tone for quiet contemplation. Next, we want to get in tune with our values. This step is all about identifying those aspects of life that you find the most important. Examples of values include family, friends, love, honesty, success, creativity, peace. These are just a few examples of the number of values one could hold. Values guide the choices we make in life, so we're more likely to achieve our goals when they're in alignment with what we value in life. Shifting just a bit here, this is a good spot for me to mention that I created a guided meditation intended to help with these first two tips mindset, and connecting your New Year's resolutions to your values. You can find it on my YouTube channel. My account over there is at psych underscore hope, and I'll put a link to it in the show notes too, in case you want to check it out. Okay, so back to setting our resolutions. Now that you're in the right frame of mind and in tune with your values, maybe with a little help from my guided meditation, it's time to brainstorm ideas that will bring you closer to the new and improved version of yourself. At this phase, we're just getting our ideas out and putting them down in writing. We're not judging these ideas for clarity or feasibility at this point. We'll fine-tune our New Year's resolutions for clearness and achievability in a later step. For now, though, just let your ideas flow. All right, so once you have a very rough draft of your New Year's resolutions, The next step is to review those initial goals and see how they correspond to five tried and true criteria for setting achievable goals. We're going to judge our initial New Year's resolution ideas to see if they're what would be considered SMART goals. 
One thing you'll definitely come to notice by listening to this podcast is that the field of psychology sure does love our mnemonic devices. And in this case, SMART goals stands for specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based. These five categories for setting achievable goals have been used for decades in the field of psychology as well as business. So let's review each of the five categories of SMART goals in more detail. While the sky was the limit in the brainstorming step, now it's time to be specific and clear in how we word our New Year's resolutions. Consider brainstorm goals like be healthier or become a better person. Both goals are certainly honorable, but they're also a bit hazy in how the goal is defined. For the New Year's resolution of becoming healthier, a more precise goal would be to exercise more. One could make the become a better person goal less vague by including specific positive behaviors to increase. For example, volunteer more is a specific way one may choose to move towards the overarching goal of being a better person. There's a lot of other ways too, though. This is just one example. The next step in fine-tuning New Year's resolutions is to decide how you'll track your progress. This is the M of the SMART goal acronym, standing for measurement. In order to know if you're moving in the right direction with your New Year's resolutions, you need to have a way of measuring progress on these goals. Some New Year's resolutions start off with a more qualitative nature, but we need to quantify them in order to measure the changes we aim to make. Let's return to our Be Healthier New Year's resolution. The goal of exercising more can be measured by tracking the time spent exercising. For example, how many hours or days per week or month we're exercising. The newly worded Be Healthier New Year's resolution from the brainstormed phase now has more specificity and measurability and sounds like this. Increase exercise to four days per week. Now let's take our Become a Better Person New Year's resolution. We decided in the last step that the specific behavior to increase towards the overarching goal of being a better person is to volunteer more. Just like with exercise, one could track how much time is being spent volunteering each week or month. We could also measure how many different organizations for which we volunteer over the course of the year. In the next step, the A of our SMART goals, we need to make sure we can reasonably attain our goals. Whether or not our New Year's resolutions are attainable depends on a few things. First, and perhaps the most obvious, We need to determine if the New Year's resolution is even feasible to be completed in one year. Some resolutions may fall in the category of truly long-term goals, like those involved in a three- or five-year plan. If this is the case, we don't need to abandon the goal as a New Year's resolution. What we can do instead is break the multi-year goal down into smaller objectives. Even with New Year's resolutions that can be completed within one year, it may still help with progress to break it down into smaller components. I'll share more information with you about goal breakdown when we get to the time-based section of our SMART goals. Another factor to consider when assessing attainability of a New Year's resolution is the impact of current circumstances. If we're already under a great deal of stress or experiencing some sort of struggle, then it may be unreasonable to expect sweeping life changes. New Year's resolutions with a focus on self-care to improve resiliency may be more feasible in these situations. A final matter to take into account when determining the attainability of a New Year's resolution 
is to make sure that you have primary control over the outcome. For example, if a New Year's resolution is about a relationship goal, then that will involve another person. There is value in making shared resolutions, but we want to distinguish personal goals from couple goals or any goal that relies heavily on someone else when making our personal New Year's resolutions. Now for the R of the SMART goals, we're referring to relevance. Here's where your prep work on values exploration comes back into the mix. Our New Year's resolutions are considered relevant when they align with our life values. We have more ease making changes when our goals are in alignment with what we value in life. The final part of our SMART goals is making timelines for completing our New Year's resolutions. The obvious timeline here is to complete your New Year's resolution by the end of the new year. Just a bit ago, when reviewing whether or not a New Year's resolution idea was indeed attainable, the first step was to make sure it was even feasible to be completed in one year. Even with year-long goals, though, that's still a long time. So some resolutions are better achieved by breaking them down into smaller components. These smaller objectives are completed in a step-by-step fashion towards the year-long New Year's resolutions. You'll want to set specific dates of completion for the smaller goals to stay on track. Working on goals one step at a time helps prevent us from feeling overwhelmed. And so as we start to wind down here, I hope these tips have encouraged you to see that we can win at New Year's resolutions. Getting in the right mindset, tuning into our values, and ensuring our goals qualify as SMART goals by being specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based can help us have New Year's resolution wins. By being intentional with setting our New Year's resolutions, we can truly set ourselves up for success with our desired positive changes for the coming year. Setting our resolutions in an intentional manner is just the first phase, though. Staying on track with them throughout the year will involve additional strategies. So tune into the next episode of the Psychope Self-Help Podcast, which will focus on tips informed by psychological research to help you with forward movement on your thoughtfully set New Year's resolutions. Be sure to follow or subscribe to the podcast wherever you may be listening so you can catch the next set of tips for your New Year's resolutions. Thanks for listening. The information shared on the Psych Hope Self-Help Podcast is done so with the understanding that it does not constitute professional help, nor is it a substitute for professional help. If you think you might benefit from more than self-help, there are resources listed in the show notes.